Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, Darren Mitchell here, host of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Welcome back to the start of another brand new working week. Today being Monday, the 19th of April, 2021. And uh, in today's episode, we're going to talk to talk about game plans and sticking to the game plan. And it's, uh, it's a really pertinent point because uh, uh, if you haven't been following the podcast, just to let you know, I am an avid AFL supporter and my favorite team in the whole wide world is the Melbourne Demons. And if you, uh, if you know about AFL football, you know that the, the Melbourne Footy Club has been, uh, let's just say, not as successful as many other clubs in, uh, in the last few years in particular. In fact, they have not won a premiership since 1964, and I wasn't even born to see it. I've seen a few grand finals that they've played in uh, since I've been around, and they were absolutely smashed in both of them. So right now, if you're an avid uh, AFL follower, you'll know that Melbourne is sitting equal top on the ladder, undefeated with the Western Bulldogs, uh, although they are separated on percentage, so they sit at number two on the ladder at the moment, having won the first five games of the year, which is the first, I think the first time they've done that since 1990. And the reason I'm bringing this up is I was at the footy yesterday watching Melbourne and Hawthorne, and for three quarters, Hawthorne really took it up to the to the demons, and uh, they Melbourne couldn't just break the nexus. But what was really interesting, and this is the difference that Melbourne has brought to the table this year in particular compared to previous years, is they always find a way to win. They resist, they resist the temptation to change their game plan mid-game, and they find a way to win. Now, what happened yesterday is that in the last quarter, they managed to kick eight goals to two, and uh, end up winning by a fairly comfortable margin. But what was really interesting is they actually stuck to the game plan. They didn't. Uh, they didn't panic. They maintained their structures, and they knew that through relentless implementation, they were able to get the result. and uh, And thankfully, they they did get the result, and therefore won the game pretty comfortably in the end. And therefore maintained their unbeaten record at five and zero after the first five rounds. Next week, completely different kettle of fish because we're up against the reigning premiers of Richmond and. Uh, Richmond are a phenomenal team, and hey, I look forward to seeing how good Melbourne uh, go against the reigning premiers, albeit early in the season, and Richmond really don't hit their straps until the the business end of the season, but uh, makes for a phenomenal game. Anzac Day Eve, Saturday night at the MCG, so I'll be there, my kids will be there, and we'll be looking for another great performance from the Melbourne Footy Club. But the purpose of of raising that is it was just a great example for me as I was reflecting last night, uh, and I put a post on on LinkedIn last night as well, my standard Sunday night post, and it was about how how they were able to stick to the game plan. Now it was really pertinent, and this is this has a lot of correlations for us as leaders, particularly as sales leaders as well. And what's really interesting is that exceptional leaders, and particularly exceptional sales leaders, one of their greatest attributes is their approach to results and outcomes. Now I've spoken a lot on the podcast about. If you listen to coaches of great teams, particularly the sporting teams right now, they very rarely focus their attention on the outcome. And before the game, they very they very rarely say, we are going to win the game. They, they certainly want to win the game, but they don't place all of their emphasis on the achievement of the outcome. They have a quite a unique response and approach to results and therefore the outcomes. And when their team achieves great outcomes, they the great coaches, they tend to maintain 
their level of humility in victory, and they focus on ways to improve. They look at what they did well and look at how they can continue to improve to take their performance to a, an highly, entirely new level or at least maintain their level of performance to get a, a same result next week as well. However, when their team doesn't achieve the expected outcome, they don't necessarily bemoan the fact they lost the game. What they do focus on is what they, they focus on the lessons. What were the lessons? What didn't they do so well? Where are some things they can learn from to improve next time and therefore implement those lessons immediately? And this is the difference. So a lot of the coaches today, and this is a great lesson for us as leaders as well, to not necessarily, and look, let's be honest, we need to have uh, objectives, we need to have outcomes, we need to get results. And the result for many of us in terms of sales, for example, will be the quarterly, monthly, half yearly, and full year target. So the scoreboard will result in telling us whether we've won or we haven't won the game. But more and more, we need to start thinking about, okay, what is the game plan that's going to have to be implemented in order to give us the opportunity to win on the scoreboard at the end of the game? And this is where the great leaders and great coaches focus their attention. So back to the game last night, uh, the coaches, coaching staff of the Melbourne Footy Club, they didn't make any real changes to the structure or the game plan for the first three quarters because they knew that if they stuck to the process and stuck to the structure, they knew that they could actually win the game because their game plan was rock solid. And in the last quarter, it started to play out. So it's their relentless focus on the game plan that will separate them from their competition. Now, granted, this presupposes, of course, that your game plan is very solid, that your game plan is a game plan that will deliver the results. And so this this has to be something that we focus on as, as leaders. Now, in order for us to develop that game plan, obviously there's a lot of time that goes into testing and measuring, working out what's working and working out what doesn't work. So this is about feedback. And in order for us to improve and develop that game plan to a, to, a, to a level where it becomes sustainable, we need to have competition where we can have the opportunity to apply that game plan and see how it works against great opposition. Now, this is what happens in sporting teams, and it's no different in leadership and certainly no different in sales, is what is the game plan we're putting in place that we can test in a robust situation so that we can get some feedback on what's working and what's not working. This is the best way to stress test what we've got in place to see whether it's going to be effective and whether it will stand up in the heat of battle. Heat of whether it be a game we're playing against another opposition or whether we're in a competitive situation from a sales perspective. Is our game plan going to stand up in battle? When, when it's tested, when we're in a competitive situation, is what we put in place going to enable us to get a result? Now, it doesn't mean that we necessarily win the game because it's not always about winning. It's a matter of how can we actually make some improvements and build upon that so we can continue to move in a forward direction. And eventually through the relentless implementation of that, deliver the results that therefore become consistent and therefore become sustainable. And this is the difference between the great teams and the not so great teams and certainly between the great leaders and the not so great leaders is that the great leaders will always focus on the relentless implementation of that game plan. And that's it. So from our perspective, if we think about being exceptional leaders, exceptional sales leaders, how do we do this? How do we move towards being an exceptional leader? Well, there's five things that I thought about last night that uh, I just want to share some brief thoughts on, and hopefully this will help you in your quest to move towards being that exceptional leader and certainly help your team develop a level of exceptional performance to the point where you can deliver those consistent results that over time therefore become sustainable. The first point is as leaders, we need to be really, really clear on what success looks like. So identify 
for you guys, what does success look like? What will make a successful week, a successful month, a successful quarter? And be very specific. You've got to have something specific to look at and say, right, if we achieve that, then we are going to be successful. Now, remembering that success is not the end game. Success is the progressive realization of achieving that end game, but it's the development that you go through in the process. But you've got to be very specific. We've got to have something that we're aiming for, and that something needs to be very, very specific. So point number one is clearly identify what success looks like and be specific for you. Don't be specific about what other teams are thinking about success looks like or other businesses. Make it very specific to you because it might be very uh, targeted and it might be very customized for you as a team, but also for you as an organization. So be very clear on that. The second part is having established what success looks like, we now need to think about, all right, what are the standards of excellence that we need to put in place that will be required in order to move towards success, whatever success looks like for you? So what are the standards of excellence? Now, in the case of a footy team, for example, the standards of excellence will be they have to have a certain work rate and they'll have all these KPIs and all these measurements for each player, depending on the role they play and the position on the ground, they will have certain standards of excellence or minimum benchmarks that need to be maintained in order for us to say, like, if every single player is maintaining their standard of excellence across the board, then we know that we've got an opportunity to achieve the success that we've set ourselves for in terms of what success looks like. So what are those standards of excellence? We need to think about what are the behaviors we need to put in place. In the case of the footy team, it's the running patterns, it's the pressure acts, it's the tackling, it's all the things. In the case of selling, what are the successful principles we need to put in place or the standards of excellence that will enable us to achieve what it is that we want to achieve? Is it the minimum number of emails to send out per day? Is it the minimum number of presentations we've got to make or the minimum number of phone calls or LinkedIn requests? Whatever the case might be, We've got to establish those minimum standards of excellence that will need to be in place because they become the benchmark that will enable us to move towards success. Now, once these standards are in place, and this takes a bit of time and it might be customized for each team and for each business. Once these standards are in place, we use these standards to create a solid but also implementable game plan. Now, this game plan needs collaboration. So what is a game plan that we can put in place that we know every single member of the team knows what their part is that they play in terms of their role, how they need to play that role, and what sort of measurements need to be in place in order to measure their success or otherwise in implementing their role. So thinking about all the standards you've got in place, how do you put that in together into a solid, robust, implementable game plan? And that becomes the blueprint. This becomes our true north in terms of how we implement to become successful, how we achieve the outcomes we're looking for. And it's something that should be able to be easy to follow are easy to measure and easy to communicate. There should be no room for ambiguity and certainly no room for generalizations. It needs to be very specific and it needs to be easy to understand and to follow. Point number four then is we focus on the daily implementation of the game plan. So once the game plan's put in, put, been put in place, we focus on, okay, what are the things that we need to be doing on a daily basis in order for us to move forward and to achieve the level of success we're looking for? That if we didn't do this, there's no way that would be able to achieve the outcomes. But if we did focus on the daily implementation, we know that through consistency, this will compound and we will get the result uh, and it's a fait accompli. So the focus on the daily implementation is the next point. And as we focus on that, what are what's the ways that we can actually measure progress? So we know that we're on track and we know when we're off track. So we therefore need to be really prescriptive on what success looks like in terms of the implementation, as well as be receptive to what's working and what's not working. So 
being receptive to feedback, and then having the ability to be able to adjust accordingly. This is really important because too often people just stick to the game plan and they'll just ignore everything else and say, no, I'm just going to stick to this and hopefully it'll actually get the end result. Well, no, we've got to be, we've got to be really, um, <laughs> really responsible and identify, well, if things aren't working, we're not going to push things through and hope for the, for the best and hope the results are going to come. We need to identify what's working and what's not working and taking responsibility is therefore being able to adjust accordingly make some small adjustments and small changes that are in line with the standards that we put in place that will enable us to move towards what success looks like. And so it's okay to make some small adjustments as long as it's consistent with the end result we're looking for, what success looks like, which is why it's so important to clearly identify and define up front what success looks like. So be receptive to feedback and be in position to make some adjustments accordingly if it makes sense to do that. And then the final point, point five, is once all that's been done, have the relentless focus on sticking to the game plan. Now, this is not sticking to it uh, in, a, in a really arrogant way or in an irresponsible way. It's, it's sticking to the game plan knowing that it does take time for the game plan to kick into gear. Just like Melbourne found out yesterday, it took them three quarters to really uh, stick to their game plan before the results started to show through. Once they started to flow through, they got some really, really quick results and they went from a four-point lead to a 50-point lead in half a quarter. I just went bang, 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 bang. And you could see it, the momentum completely shifted. So stick to the game plan. And here's the thing. The exceptional leaders will know that the relentless focus on implementing this game plan will create an environment where literally the result will take care of itself. And at the end of the game, you'll be in front and your scoreboard will say you've won the game. So here's the message, guys. Stick to the game plan. Stay in the game and be prepared to stay in the game for as long as it takes to get the results that you're looking for, as long as you follow those key steps. And the number one key step is to identify what success looks like for you. So I trust that message resonates with you and hopefully that helps on the first day of the working week. If you'd like some help with implementation of your game plan and in the process help you take your sales leadership to the exceptional sales leader level, then let's start working one-on-one together and I'd love to have a conversation with you to map out what that looks like. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits and we'll jump on a Zoom call, talk about the implementation of a game plan for you that will enable you to take your leadership to the exceptional sales leader level in as little as 90 days from now. And uh, I'm ready to go whenever you are, so jump on that. And I look forward to having a conversation with you whenever you are ready. So the last thing before we sign off on this episode is if this message resonates with you and you believe there's somebody within your sphere of influence that could also benefit from hearing this message, then please do them a favor and do them the service of sharing the link with them to this particular episode that will enable me to spread the gospel, so to speak, and help more and more people move towards that exceptional sales letter status. So with that said, I trust you get off to a fast start this week and to a highly productive week in sales and leadership. And we'll be back tomorrow with yet another episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Till then, all the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.